Welcome back inside of this week's episode of Trash Chatter. I'm your host, Victoria Conway. Pleased to be joined by Cynthia Alvarez from Curbside Bin Cleaners out of Montebello, California. Cynthia, how are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, We were just talking a little bit off air about you're approaching your two-year anniversary, which is crazy to think you guys were down here almost two years ago, picking up your truck and and now you're guests on Trash Chatter. I know. It's been surreal. I can't believe it's been two years already, but yeah, we're still going. That's awesome to hear. And for you guys, I want to take you back to 2020 when you placed your order for trash bin cleaning equipment. What was the event that inspired you to start this company? So what happened is that we had actually moved back from Las Vegas and we used to have this service when we lived in Las Vegas. And so that summer, the trash cans are getting really stinky and I've always had been wanting to start a business. So we're driving home from vacation and I asked my husband, what do you think? I'm on Google and I found this company, they're sparkling bins and they'll build this truck and it'll be ready to go. And I think that day I emailed you guys and we had a call like the following day or two days later. And, you know, just after going back and forth and having some chats, we thought like, hey, we've always wanted to start a business. And so we're tired of working for corporate America. And so let's just do it. I remember we spoke on the phone and you were like, no, I'm really serious about this. You know, people say that often. And next thing I had an email in the morning. You're like, how do we get the application? And, And next thing you know you were ready to go, which is exciting because I think you can overthink the process a lot, but you were like, okay, this is what we're doing. Let's get it started. And you guys have. And since I've followed you guys on social media, you know, Facebook, Instagram, there's different ways that you guys market. What do you think that you and your team do that's unique in terms of promoting your business? Well, I think something that's unique for us is really trying to just focus on being in the areas that we're in and initially what we did that I think worked well for us was stick to um, three main cities. So each week we had our four main cities. So each week we focus on four cities that we were trying to get to. And those were going to be our, like you say, when, when we started getting more customers, we were going to hone in on those cities. Right. And so we, I think service a total about 10 or 11 cities. I think we have in our service area, but most of our customers for each week are in one or two cities max. And so we're, our focus was like, let's just focus on those. And then once people call us from the neighboring cities, we'll go from there. So we just really focus on marketing to specific areas, specific maybe streets that were a little bit busier, that had houses, that when those customers sign up, other people could see us. And I think that really helped launch us um, and just kind of get our start going. Obviously, the summers are the busier times. So that's when we kind of really kind of hit the ground and, and do all the things that everybody else does. But just focusing on those cities and those busy streets really helped us. I'm glad you said that because we tell so many people you can spread yourself so thin because people call you from all over the place sometimes. And it's important to say, hey, we're not there yet, but we'll get there eventually. Patience, I think, is a big key. And out of all the methods that you guys use to get your word out there, which do you think is the best way in terms of how you've been able to spread, hey, we're bin cleaners, we're coming to your house, we'll do this curbside service. What's the most effective way that you've found so far? Honestly, I think for us, the door hangers on the trash cans really worked. I think that was in the beginning, the biggest thing. And then after that, it gets a little tougher because there's, you know, my husband, myself, and then whoever is willing to help us in the family, you know, in between. <laughs> and so being able to run the truck 
and then go tag and do all that stuff can be time consuming. And so, but initially I think to kind of get us on the road and on a good pace, those door hangers were really pivotal for us. And then after that, social media, social media has been great. Our customers, word of mouth, honestly, our customers have been amazing. That's awesome. How do your customers feel about the service when you come to their house and clean their bins? What's their reaction like? Everybody loves it. And a lot of people say, I didn't know this existed until I saw you guys or this or that or TikTok. You know, there's a lot of TikTok and a big, you know, people are promoting and posting all kinds of stuff. And that has really allowed maybe these trash companies are in a different state, but they Google whoever's around here and they'll tell us, oh, we just Googled it and we found you. Oh, we live in San Diego and we Googled you and we found you. It's like, well, we own service out there, but you know. So I think that has been the greatest. What kind of interactions have you had with your customers? Do you have any funny stories or experiences that you probably wouldn't have come across if you didn't start opening a trash bin cleaning service? Honestly, I feel like we found a lot of good uh, other, other, other people out there who have their own businesses. And I think that we kind of have friendships over that we've blind people and plumbers and shower doors and all the things and so I feel like those people we we kind of feel like we're all in the same boat you know and starting our own business and and trying to get the word out and then we all kind of become friends so we've met a lot of great people that provide services of their own so I think that has been the most rewarding I mean I think definitely small businesses supporting one another has been such a big push, especially in the last two years, but it's something that probably always should have existed. So that's awesome. I see you guys on Instagram a lot. You reshare like other coffee shops or other local small businesses. And I think that goes a long way for you guys and, and also them. Yes. Yes. That's been wonderful. In the two years that you guys have been in business, Cynthia, what's been some of the biggest surprises that you've come across? I believe this was your first business that you've ever opened up. So what shocked you one way or another? Um, at first, honestly, like talking to you, I was like, oh, this is pretty easy. It's straightforward. People sign up. We have a truck. We go clean the bins, like, ta-da. And there's so much work, whether it's marketing or answering phone calls or emails or refunds or what have you. And then also just figuring out, okay, how do I fix this issue? And how do we fix that issue that have come up on different points? And so I feel like there's a lot of work that goes into it. You know, sometimes people reach out on social media or on different platforms and they ask, hey, we really want to get into this business. Like, do you think it's worth it? And I'm like, well, how much time do you have? You know, because <laughs> it's really time consuming. You don't want to work nine to five anymore, but I feel like we do really work 24 seven sometimes. I think that's definitely a big lesson for any small business owners, especially in this field where half of your battle is explaining what the process is. It's more than probably a 40 hour work week for sure. And you're right. A lot of people call, they're like, I want to get out of my nine to five corporate job. It's like, okay, then you're going to get into a different line of work, but you're still going to have a lot of hours racked up. Yes. Yeah, definitely. It never stops. Once again, here inside of Trash Chatter, Victoria Conway, alongside Cynthia Alvarez, her company's out of Montebello, California. She has an SB4 PTO. She started with that two years ago. She has a second truck on order. So as she gets approaching spring and summertime and it picks up a lot, as she mentioned before, she'll be ready to put her second truck out on the road. For you, Cynthia, you mentioned some of the biggest surprises you learned was how much work it takes. Was there anything as far as maybe a customer reaction? I know you had a lot of positive ones. Have you ever gotten any negative feedback and, and how do you respond to that? 
So customer service for sure is a priority for us and we always want to do whatever we can. And sometimes we have to take a loss um, and that's just our personal philosophy is, you know, how can we make it right? But definitely it's challenging when um, people want to sign up and they'll sign up for a monthly for four bins. And then, you know, the next month they want to just go down to like one bin or two bins. And then, you know, we're like, great no problem. We'd love to make that happen. Let's go ahead and change it over. But you're going to pay the difference because now it's a one-time service and they are just shocked and like, what do you mean? But I'm not (laughs) canceling the service. And, you know, the profit margins aren't that great sometimes, especially depending on where you're driving and gas prices and everything. And so I feel like that has been challenging. You know, we try to explain and, you know, all the things that go with it. And sometimes it's like, don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. We'll give you a refund, you know, especially if they're in our service area and we're not having to go to that neighboring city and we want to make the customers happy, but that's been really challenging. It's like, ah, how do you deal with those situations when they come up and trying to make sure that they understand the process? If they stay as a customer for the future services and the future bins, um, and then making sure that, you know, if they don't want to continue, then that's great, but that everybody is on the same page and, and, um, somewhat happy with the results. It's tough because in your head, you're probably like, is this worth a bad review or giving up money? It's like <laughs> such a toss up because you want to make yeah. everyone happy, but it's difficult at times to satisfy everyone, especially in cases like that. Cause we get calls that are like, how do you handle it? And I'm like, every company in the country probably has a different thought process as to how they do it. Yes. Yes. And even, you know, I had a call with a, a customer, I think two days ago and so my husband talked to her first and then he sent her my way. And she, at the end of it, we were laughing and she's like, maybe you should answer all the calls. You explain it better. And I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> I wish I had it. <laughs> it's just, you know, it, it is what it is. And But I'm glad on that note, we were able to figure out her situation, resolve it. And I know you mentioned you and your husband both clean bins, your family members sometimes. What was your first experience like? I know when you came down for training, you were all for it. You were grabbing the pressure washer gun. You think you've mastered it? How is that getting the nicks and crannies out of it, I guess, because everyone has a different method as to how they clean and what order they do it in. And their entire jig can be a little bit different for every person. Yeah, even my husband and I, we differ in what we think should be the correct process. Do you wash the outside first? Do you wash the inside first? Do you, you know? And so I have the method that I prefer. He has a method that he prefers, but it's been great. Um, And I definitely think back about when we went for training, we were definitely all about it, but we had no idea what we were getting into. Anything about pressure washing, we had zero knowledge of. And so it really was a learning experience, especially those first six months. I feel like I was on the phone with David (laughs) maybe maybe once a month. (laughs) And so he was really helpful. (laughs) That's a pretty good margin. There's people I'm sure that can say they speak to David daily. He'd he'd like to say it's because people like talking to him, but I know it's it's overwhelming at first because it's it's a lot it's a lot of stress too, especially if you're at a job and you're like, okay, something went wrong. I don't want somebody to see it go wrong. It's it's a lot. So I'm glad you were able to call him, and I'm sure now you probably your knowledge of pressure washing's probably grown a lot in the last two years. Mm -hmm. It sure has. I know a lot more than I want to know about that (laughs) truck. Um, but yeah, just finding out a good routine, a good maintenance schedule, a good daily schedule. And so it's been a learning process, but, and I'm sure there's still things we're changing every day, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's been, it's been really great. 
What would you say is the most important piece of advice you would give to somebody that wants to know if they should get into this industry? A good piece of advice. That's a hard one because there's so many. Um, But I think it's adaptability. Um, If you are not very flexible, um, and that's in so many different ways, right? Customer service, maintenance of the truck, things that go wrong. Um, When you're out on the road, one time we had our tires rotated, right? We took our truck in for maintenance. And then the following day, we picked it up, went out, did our route. And as we're driving, as my husband is driving, one of the wheels comes off. And so that could have gone really bad, but luckily it didn't. Um, But just being able to adapt that and then have the customers and you have to reach out and reschedule your day accordingly. And so there's a lot. I think you really have to be flexible with anything that can happen on any given day. And Cynthia, one more question before we let you leave. For your company, Curbside Bin Cleaners, what are your goals for the company in the next five to 10 years? Our goal is definitely to expand. Obviously, you know, we want to get a second truck, maybe even a third truck, um, and just be able to serve uh, the same area that we're in and just beef up that. So whether that's marketing or what, we need to really figure out um, what's going to be the best strategy for this next year. Summertime always gets busier, but we're really trying to figure out how to maximize that. Um, So in these next three months, we're really trying to strategize that every, you know, December to March for the next three years, we have a different idea of how we're going to approach it a little bit similar, but with different varieties in there to figure out how to maximize that strategy for the summertime. Um, Most customers don't leave once they sign up, which is great. And so, but so it's really trying to grab those that are in our area and keep those in our, in our, in our area. Well, thank you so much, Cynthia. Once again, Cynthia Alvarez out of Montebello, California. Curbside Bin Cleaners is the name of her company. She's been in business for two years. Check out their Instagram. They've got almost 1,200 followers doing a great job pushing social media on top of bin hangers. Cynthia, thank you for entrusting Sparkling Bins, sticking with our company, and also for joining us today on Trash Chatter. Thank you. Once again, check out Trash Chatter on Apple Music, Spotify, or YouTube, wherever you listen to your podcast. It comes out twice a month, so make sure to tune in every other week for new episodes. 